0: Jesus, tell him what? <laughs>
1: what? Oh, fix
0: your tomb, Jesus.
1: <laughs> fix your tomb, tell
0: Jesus. What you want. Tell him oh, what. My God. Want. Um, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Black this week with your oh, hostess, with the sometimes mostest. Sometimes. I will definitely accept sometimes. Shine Travis here.
1: And what am I going with? Jessica Renee? Jessica Renee is fine.
0: She knows her <laughs> own name, I promise y'all. She, <laughs> she just I mean, don't. yeah. We just smoking on this uh July. No, I'm thing. I don't think yeah, I no,
1: no. No recreational substance. Jesus
0: Jesus my drugs, Jesus. You're Jesus. really gonna offend somebody with that. <laughs> like a lot. Jesus. If if Jesus is not your drug. Not so on how now.
1: are you getting high at all?
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> Welcome to the God. Welcome
1: um, to the Black Ocracy, a podcast. Yeah.
0: Black Ocracy. And if you guys uh don't know, we record like 15 of these drones. Yes. And uh this is gonna be the one.
1: This is it. This is it. You're actually gonna get to hear this one. You're
0: gonna get to hear this shit.
1: We really are. I promise. I'm telling you, it's coming. y'all, yeah. y'all gonna hear it.
0: No, so <laughs> Anyways, before we um, press play, we were talking about uh, the internet. So, a lot of stuff we're going to talk about on this show. Oh, yes. Is um, things we find online, uh, things in the black community, as you might get a hint of in the title of the podcast. <laughs> and I mean, just interesting stuff. I mean, um, from our perspective, which is. Um, from our
1: perspective, which is a black perspective.
0: Yeah.
1: Can't say the black perspective because obviously,
0: I guess. It, I was gonna say young adults. I I think we're young adults, are we? Or we're like adults? We're we're adults. Okay.
1: (laughs) Young adults is what they used to say for like teenagers. Like I remember being in church and they're like, young adult, this or that. Yeah, no, we're not we're not young adults, we're in our 30s, early 30s.
0: Yeah. I mean, I still feel like a young adult. (laughs) I said this before, I was like, that's a total scam. You know, when you get older, you're just like (laughs) when i hit 28 i'm gonna be so washed and um fam i've had like the same mental like i don't feel like i've matured (laughs) mentally in maybe a decade but my (laughs) life would say otherwise of course you know professional development and financially and stayed you know well i mean like the,
1: the emotional uh the emotional maturity part of it is a huge Component, yeah, so I think that's just what younger selves lack the emotional maturity. Yeah, part. That's, a, that's,
0: <laughs> that's what we're going with, but, that, but yeah. When you are of a certain age, like that, shit, it's of a scam. A certain age. It's a scam when you're like, Oh, I'm just gonna like wake up and I'm gonna tease my pinky uh, out, and yeah, the white picket fence, yeah, it doesn't happen, but you know. We are two adults,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we're just giving you guys our perspective a little bit, mm-hmm. but before we actually uh, press play, we were looking at this tweet, and um, you can follow me on Twitter at shinextravis, I don't do anything but retweet, uh, but it's fun, I, I find fun things. We were talking about this tweet from, it looks like his at is Anthony Great 8 um, he said, only on this app can someone tell you with confidence that they don't agree with a literal, verified fact just because it doesn't align with what they think. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of the context of that tweet is probably what we're going to discuss here. On the much, show. <laughs> pretty much
1: just heavy on the through blackness lenses.
0: Yeah, of course. So. Um, but let's try to, um, we have a list of things, though. Um, we're going to talk about today. We're going to try to fit these things in. Like, <laughs> like 40 minutes. We're not trying to give you like a two-hour podcast. We're not there. Yeah, not, we're, not, we're not, unless we have right. like a guest or something. we
1: um, But, so, the episode that you didn't hear that we recorded not too long ago, actually, maybe like two weeks ago? or so? Three? Um, <laughs> two weeks ago was when it was the biggest buzzing topic at the moment of course reparations <laughs> so <laughs> you know we got into we got heavily into our bags and we were yeah having a whole discussion with facts and historical precedent articles like we were struggling to find the link when mm-hmm. we found the link then we were able to talk about it blah blah, blah. we did all this And about, I think, some other topics too, but the primary topic was reparations. Yeah. And we did all that. And when I tell you, the audio was (laughs) horrible. Like, (laughs) that's some of the worst audio quality I've ever heard in my life, (laughs) like, honestly. And so, yeah, we just scrapped that and figured out our mic situations, which we now have three mics when we only used to have one. Yeah. Are Just a trial and error right now. Um Yeah. So anyhow, the topic. Reparations. Yeah. Mr Sean, what's up?
0: No, so <laughs> <laughs> there's a the you know, the huge like uh, question about whether reparations is should occur specifically for the African uh American descendants of slavery, right? So you know there's two sides to the coin there's those who are for it and those who are against it um but i guess there's a third those who easily scapegoat the question by just saying oh we have to look into this further <laughs> but for me it's interesting you know um and I'm, like jess said we had a whole hour just diving so deep into this mm-hmm. which i don't think we're gonna do now but I'm, i posed a question early and i'm just like all right For me, I can understand people's different sides of the coin. But I don't understand those who just completely disregard it because this bill, I think it's called HR 40. Um, A lot of it is just trying to find different ways to um, and just. It's a bill to research reparations. Um, It's not even to grant it to us. It's to research different ways in which reparations could be distributed to the uh, African-American descendants of slavery. So um, the question I asked off Mike, which I'm posing now, is it's interesting for me those who are against reparations because as we know, America has given reparations on two, three, four, however many occasions, specifically to Jewish descendants of the Holocaust and also to, um, I'm sorry, Jewish people who were in the Holocaust and um, their most immediately immediate family um, have been granted reparations. And even Americans also given reparations to Jews from the um, Holocaust through France as well, um, <laughs> paying part of France's reparations. So the question, okay. I guess, I posed off the mic is like, if you're totally against reparations for black people, is it just for niggas? Like niggas
1: who can't get <laughs> right. reparations?
0: <laughs> right. Um, and then ask yourself why? <laughs> if is just niggas who can't get reparations. Right. Um, why
1: is it them in particular? Why is it yeah, us why do America? you feel like that?
0: Because, you know, a lot of people who don't want to be outright racist will then go, oh, well, how do you, you know, how do you give it to you? Cause now we're going to have to figure out who is the descendant who deserves it, who doesn't. And to me, I'm just like, well, that's what this bill is for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And also, you know, you don't have to give cold hard cash. There's, uh, there's people who've talked about real estate subsidies and paying for education. Um, there's countless ways and ways to deliver it. And I've even heard, um, I watched this interview with, uh, simone sanders i think that's her name she's uh works on the biden campaign and she was talking about you know biden his stances looking into it he's the third option i said um (laughs) third option of people who they don't want to say no so they'll just say oh it's complicated um she was trying to explain well you know when when we say we want these other forms of reparations then it's not really reparations anymore um you know like these horrible talking points that are like so transparent Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's that's just my question i guess i can pose it to you guys anyone else like if you're against it specifically state why and is it just niggas who don't deserve reparations
1: well i think that's the uh that's actually the the crux of why because i think what's at stake for um that part of the argument or that part of the debate is and and i just don't understand why it's a debate but whatever because i guess humans are humans and we gotta argue but like like that that's the the right there um deserving unworthiness worthiness you know um who are, like, like remember the um, the phrase from back in the 80s and whatever in the Reagan era, like, um, the undeserving poor, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Like, yeah, like, we're just basically the undeserving niggas. Like, no, you can't give us things because, and that means it's taking something away from others. But not only that, but once again, the biggest uh, characteristic of the argument is, of course, reading between the lines Mm -hmm. or rather is hidden under it. The actual foundation of that resistance is the belief or thought that those who have been granted it already are deserving Mm -hmm. and that they're not even willing to entertain the conversation for Negroes because we're just undeserving. We don't deserve anything in their yeah. eyes, like let's just be frank we deserve literally nothing we deserve less than nothing because we should be expected to have the good old Protestant work ethic and pull ourselves by our bootstraps apparently um, bootstraps so yeah, it's that we don't deserve it
0: yeah, I mean that kind of echoes, especially with those who are against it. It's probably racial uh-huh. Your lunch or your your reason for having your argument is based on um, Racism uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, and specifically uh, the f- Either if you are a black person internalized or if you're a white person just outright um, Love of keeping the current power structures in place that benefit white supremacy um, and subjugate others. So, but yeah, you know, it's always interesting when people pose the, the third option I talked about earlier because it's like, like I said, HR 40, I, I just Googled it. So, <laughs> it's the Commission to Study and Develop Reparation Proposals for African Americans Act. So, it's like that's the purpose here. Um, but yeah.
1: Um, So I actually want to, I'm glad you said that because it reminded me of of another point, another thought. Um, Just real quick before we move on to the next topic because it's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot. And reparations is a lot. We're not going to take care of that in this conversation by any stretch. Um, But yeah, like I just want to double back that people are fake mad. (laughs) They're fake mad about this. Fake mad. Because just to double back to the original um, like quote that we started with, the original tweet, like people will look facts straight in the face. And then just because it makes their status quo or their worldview uncomfortable, they will straight deny straight <laughs> up normal looking just facts right in your face like <laughs> it's 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 just a strange you know like cognitive dissonance I just don't get and it only really occurs with this one freaking <laughs> concept of repaying black folks for systematic racism and oppression
0: yeah and I mean if we just base it on slavery, you know, um, work done, work that was done <laughs> to however you feel, you know, some people try to be reductive when it comes to slavery and say, oh, it didn't build any part of our economy. Then there are those who say built the entire economy. I'm just going to say, if you feel like you, you can't say that slavery did not, was not a basis or one of the, the great, um, Aids for the U.S. economy. <laughs> Let's just say it like that. Um, so you know, people were forced here. Lives, you know, generations. People were tortured. Um, it's no light thing. So it's just really interesting to see people's dismissiveness, and even to see the those who are black who all oh, this is a handout. We always want him. It's it's ridiculous because you look at the welfare system, which. Predominantly benefits white people. You see um, those same people when you said the bootstrap theory. Um, those are people who use other people to get to you know the top of whatever their um, their system is. So it's like you know these are just terms. These are just fake mottos and things that are said, but it's not realistic. Uh, none of it's realistic. Um, it's not facts. So it's just always interesting what people do to legitimize uh, white supremacy in the white uh, power system.
1: And what trips me out, though, is is that all of this hysteria is caused around something that people clearly by their reactions have not actually bothered to look at. Yeah. They don't know what the committee or the commission or the hearing or any of that was for. And it wasn't an argument Around reparations. It wasn't. But that's exactly what everybody turned it into because they didn't freaking read (laughs) the damn article or the law at all. And this is something about Congress that kills me. You can go up and argue about a piece of legislature that literally nobody in the room read and we've, and that's on the level of actual Congress. Never mind, you know, interpersonal conversations or whatever. The public forum on social media, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're down on the peon freaking level, and clearly we're doing it. Yeah. So, you know, like having whole argument threads that's just going off hundreds of messages at a time when you can judge by what the people said in response they ain't even read the damn article
0: <laughs> yeah and i mean for me it's in in this era of like the tweet that we started off this era of looking facts in the face and denying them and having a government which has always done that but now they're so blatant in doing it everyone's mm. so surprised um,
1: and blatantly saying out loud that they're not going to look at or treat facts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so now everyone's acting so surprised. So that's interesting to see. Um, but that's pretty much always been the government, you know, make everyone happy, but not really everyone, just the elite class in, of, of, the, of the state. But um, reparations in itself is a making amends of a wrong that's done by paying money or otherwise helping those who have been wronged. So that's first but then reparations everyone in this country even the conservatives um because they try to be the moral compass but we see with trump they're the moral garbage uh, now dumps the fire but everyone (laughs) always comes out and says slavery was wrong it's horrible think this happened in this country but once they're put on okay so pay your debt into that wrong that happened all of a sudden now it was a hundred and some years ago and i don't know and every excuse in the world (laughs) to not to not um pay or or pay atonement but then when we have you know i don't want to bring up or do the oppression olympics but then whenever you talk about jews and the holocaust because there is a system in place um like uh apac and things of that nature it's interesting to see how the conversation changes of reparations for african-american descendants of slavery so that's why i mentioned i'm like well is it just niggas who don't deserve reparations and if it's just niggas just say it's just niggas <laughs> just say it just say it's because y'all niggas and we not really <laughs> And if you're a black person who's against reparations, and it's funny because Mitch McConnell brought up Obama when he was trying to justify why he, listen, Mitch, we know you don't like reparations, all right? We know why you don't like it. Uh, We know why most of the conservative and Republicans don't want it. But like he brought up Obama and other people who were against it, who were supposed to be progressive. Um, And yes, you're going to have those. Those people, but it's just always interesting that in this era that's very blatant, with now, especially with Trump in office, of his disrespect, how people still try to use these coded language to not exactly say Mm -hmm. what they want to say. So it's just easy to see how transparent that is. Mm
1: -hmm. Word. So, what's up next?
0: Oh, man. I wish I could play my. yeah, what? My ASAP Rocky, man. Long live ASAP. A$AP, ASAP, hold your head. Free my nigga Rocky. Trump coming to get you. <laughs> Kanye.
1: Oh god. Kanye Trump really tweeted that, that too. Trump's oh back. my god. Yes. He's gonna be riding it on his back like um that episode of Chappelle Shaw. Yeah. When they were reenacting um, making the band, I was dying. Or
0: Trump goes to like the Swedish Prime Minister's office and then Kanye does a little dance and jig before
1: Trump
0: (laughs) walks in the meeting. Something like that. But no, if you guys don't know, so (laughs) we're not going to stay on this topic too long, but there's been a whole thing with ASAP Rocky going on because, you know, he was in prison in Sweden. Um, Fans were actually harassing him. So this is not, um, it's not something that he did that for me isn't kind of justifiable because when you have people who are harassing you, following you down the street, um, you want to protect yourself or defend yourself um and we've seen these things happen before where um black a black person black men are followed and subsequently killed <laughs> for no reason Hello. Um, rings of trayvon martin things like that but this was a little bit different uh this was actually recorded and it was an uh, assault that happened and um for me self-defense but either way uh asap rocky was arrested and his uh uh Some peers were arrested in Sweden, and they're being held um beyond the point that they usually should have been held um in a Swedish jail. I think prosecutors asked for an extension for them to be kept um in holding, so that's where Asap Rocky is so now where the controversy lies <laughs> is um in two thousand and fourteen I believe it is he made some statements about Ferguson and um let me see if I could bring it up here he made some statements about ferguson that a lot of the, the social justice warrior crowd <laughs> social justice warrior. is not really feeling um uh and yeah so when he made that statement in 2014 he basically said that you know his place isn't um in activism you know he's a rapper and, you know, that's not really his thing is to be political and he don't really give a fuck about that. Um, so those tweets, or I think that statement, I think it was from an interview, yeah. that statement popped up in, in online. I mean, a lot of people um, pointed that statement out and said, well, now he doesn't need our support to get out of prison. Um, there's a petition going around um, as well online, and so people use that that statement from him saying, you know, basically, well now, why should we sign to help you out of jail when you didn't want to be an activist when there was an issue going on in Ferguson? Um, So you have those people who, are, who think, you know, he should be let out, he shouldn't, or he needs our help to get out. I think everyone thinks he should be out. Um, but does he does he need our voices to help him do that since he did not want to lend his to Ferguson, to be specific? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and not only did he not want to lend it, but he, he was just,
0: talking like a jerk dismissive yeah, yeah completely dismissive like and yeah you basically idiotic statement he should not have made um but now you have <laughs> 45 Mr. Trump Trump is tweeting that his good friend <laughs> Kanye West told mm-hmm. him about the issue going on ASAP Rocky and he's gonna do what he can to help get ASAP out of jail that's his African American
1: that's his. We're
0: getting married. Kim Kardashian West saying thank you Trump for all you're doing for prison reform and to help get Rocky out. Now let me. So this is so there. Are, so there are layers here. It's not that layer. This is not some deep dive, but it's just interesting because of all of the different point of views at play here. Um, I don't know. You want to dissect first, or are you hit with me? Talking what? About um, oh,
1: ASAP. <laughs> no, no. So basically, I, I don't, I don't care really. Like, yeah. I, just, <laughs> I don't, I don't really care. And but what I think is interesting about it is that whole drama that erupted as a result. Like that's the most interesting part for me. Like you know, I love the people watch. And just observe how everybody's acting <laughs> and what everybody's saying. <laughs> and like, all right, shut up, got his mouth shut. He shut I got his mouth shut. Well, actually he did contribute to Fort Ferguson. He actually did contribute. Um oh like it, it, and then there are people who don't understand why people could be upset, and that's just weird, because this isn't the first time that this type of thing has happened. <laughs> Where someone had said something disparaging about, you know, black women or whomever. Um, So, of course, we going to go on the the cancel spree, you know. And I don't like I'm just not I don't I don't care. I don't care if he's in jail. I don't care. jail. I don't care. Like, I don't even know the details of why he's in there. I don't really think anybody does, to be honest. Because once again, back to this whole fact thing in the original tweet, like, people do not look into details, so they have no
0: idea what any of this is about. So, yeah, I saw the video. He was being harassed by these fans, and he got into a fight with the fans because they was following him down the street. But also, he asked the... He had the camera. The cameras on and he was like, could you please stop? And he had a security there. He gave them many chances, but um, they ultimately got into a fight, which got him arrested. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the reason he is there is not a good reason. I mean, being held Mm -hmm. beyond what he should have been. So there's an injustice happening. Mm -hmm. But then it's, like you said, the cancel thing, which is, oh, he said this five years ago. So, and I gotta be that- honest,
1: like I'm starting to be more on the fence about that in particular. It, I guess it just really depends on what it is that was said. Cause like you know, I'm hardline about something about uh, some things, but some things I'm yeah, yeah, fancy. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I don't know. Like uh, when it comes to celebrities' personal lives and personal traces or whatever, for the most part. Cause like I said, once again, I'm hardline about some things and it doesn't matter who it applies to. Mm-hmm. But I don't care. Yeah. Like, I just really, literally don't care about what's happening in their personal lives. <laughs> and, and I don't see why I should. Mm-hmm. That's not why they're here. He's here to make the music and have the brand. And okay, talk to me when he has the music and he builds the brand. If it ain't about that, First of all, it's really not much my business.
0: (laughs) Secondly- I think it's because of the place where people say, well, you have a voice that's influential, so.
1: Oh no, definitely, um, definitely. Well, some people feel that way, I think. And then some people, Mm -hmm. um, they don't feel that way necessarily. It's just a thought of, um, well, if you didn't have anything nice to say, you should have kept the fucking mouth shut. (laughs) You know, like, if you didn't have anything nice to say, then you should have just not said it. Like you could have just not said that, and we'd have all been
0: fine. Yeah. So for me, I, I agree with the it's, uh, with the celebrity thing. I'm not much on celebrities. I think my issue is always with the reaction of people to right. certain things. Exactly. And um, so I guess let's just wrap up the celebrity thing. I think there's a deeper dive here, so I'm just gonna wrap up this. Celebrity part. <laughs> Um, basically, you know, the celebrity thing, we see where Trump's coming in. Trump doesn't want to, uh, Trump himself is doing this because he has a million policies that are anti-black, anti-immigrant, anti-person of Mm. color. So you bring up his token Kanye West Mm. and you say, I'm going to help this rapper out of jail. But actually the same day he announced to get the rapper out of jail, the Swedish prosecutor got another extension to keep Rocky in jail. (laughs) um but there's this you know we should at this point if you guys or people who are on the fence about trump or whatever it is about trump if you don't see past um the nonsense with this and that what he's trying to do is make it okay hey i can do a whole bunch of anti-black policies anti-person of color um and then i'll help one of your celebrities every now and then (laughs) So, you know, if if you legitimize me here, then I can just keep doing other injustices to you <laughs> and throwing one of your rappers. I can help your rapper friends out. So that's the celebrity part. Like, guys, we got to be able to It just prove
1: how stupid he thinks we are, how dense he thinks or maybe knows. Yeah, we are because, you you know, at the end of the day, he may not be able to do a single solitary other thing successfully but what El Cheeto can do. I don't see this guy's name, sorry. So <laughs> what he can do is create good, good and drawing entertainment that will suck you in. So he's yeah. good at that, and we know that. And that is the way he is going about the presidency. That's exactly what he's doing. He's doing something to have... Wait. He's doing something to show, oh, look, you know, like good showmanship.
0: <laughs> like, that's all. That's... Yeah. I actually shout to Justin Bieber. <laughs> I never thought I would say that in my life. But he had a great tweet where he said basically said, Yeah, I want my friend to free, but while you're freeing ASAP, can you free the other uh, the kids you got locked in cages? Hey. I thought that was like appropriate. And I gotta say, man, Kanye is crazy. <laughs> nuts It's so hard for me to still love Kanye, yo. Shout out to mm-hmm. all my friends who love him. I, I have a picture for, for me, I have a picture of Kanye in my house. Like, it's a dope ph- uh, photograph of him on tour. I think it might have been during the Yeez's tour, but it's an awesome photo, and I got on my wall. But people who are, like, so die hard and care so much about Kanye and this, like, pseudo Republican act thing <coughs> that he has going on just to feed his ego and Trump's mm-hmm. ego, you know, you guys gotta relax. It's like Jess said, just unplug. Cause mm-hmm. It's it's a monkey show, and mm-hmm. it's to get the people who are weak to align with it, and it's to get the people who have strong um, progressive mindsets to get angry and just
1: mm-hmm.
0: obsessed over, it, and thereby mm-hmm. feed them more clicks and attention. So,
1: and taking away the attention from you being able to. Um, I'm sorry guys, I'm eating fruit, cause I'm greedy. Um, <laughs>
0: and high off Jesus.
1: How life! Yo, did I show you that little, <laughs> did I show you that video that I saw on Instagram with that little boy, um, talking about, that's my god, mama. did yeah, I show you that? Yeah, oh yeah. my god. I actually stopped <laughs> Going all off topic, But it's like the cutest thing ever. So if you listen to it now, <laughs> you can know that when I say something like that's on life, you know why I got it from. <laughs> Cause I swear that's that's just like my mantra, like let me say, Here it goes. <laughs> so yeah, so this is this this is young kid, you're gonna die. Bianca. Yes, I do. She my girl. Jace. She my girl, bro. That's alright. No. That's alright, That's alright. That's alright, mama. First of all, don't don't call me your bro. Second of all, that's alright, mom. what's up? Cause now you. James, nobody knew. <laughs> Yo, it's a laugh, right? Oh my god, because you man, little man, is so serious. Oh my god, he was like, "That's on life, mama. That's on life." Like, whoa. <laughs> that is now officially my saying for like the rest of life. Like, that's on life. <laughs> <laughs> Just the cutest little thing. Oh, um, but just That's just to give credit where credit is due, uh, the video came from a family at um, on Instagram, and the account is at BlackCityGirl underscore, I think. Oh, no, that came from a blog. Well, nevertheless, if you go to that link, then you should be able to, um, well, that screen name, that handle, rather, you should be able to find the... Uh, video and whatever and you know just keep backtracing it till you figure out who it actually came from but yeah little man was serious (laughs) so that just like lit up my week (laughs) honestly um
0: yeah
1: (laughs) oh so can i just fast forward
0: Oh, sorry oh sorry what no i just wanted to wrap up I wanted to kind of just—we uh, were talking about the celebrity portion. Of it, oh yeah, go ahead. But I wanted to go into the other part, which is, you know, we could talk about this more in depth in another podcast or whatever. But like, when it comes to activism and online activism, who are Social we trying? Justice warrior. Who are we? Who are we talking for? Right. Who are we talking on behalf of? because I think a lot of the times we use like the state of our communities and those who are, uh, have lesser than or are around violent around violence, um, come from poor families. Um, we talk about them in a way that we want to be able to help them. But then when it comes to the things that they do, or if they say they're not knowledgeable on certain things that we are, or um, who are we disavowing like from helping? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I think there's a big question here, because um, like we both said, Asad Ragi's statements were completely idiotic. Um, they were dumb, bonehead statements, but then an injustice is also an injustice. Um, mm. So, unless those words were words that for me uh, may have been detrimental, but I guess you know those words could have been maybe they influenced somebody's not mm-hmm. care about activism, mm-hmm. but it's just hard for me to draw a line on who we uh who we disavow from helping because we talk about I have something pulled up here, but we talk about the Joe Bidens of the world and the Hillary Clintons of the world who um said that you know. People who come from violent neighborhoods and they're um, you know, in these backgrounds, they become super predators and they're horrible people. But then on the same end, when we are confronted with people who might have that mindset, maybe if it's not financially, but maybe they come from that mindset or come from those neighborhoods or might have been arrested or have done things that were not morally to, up to par with our moral standards, we cancel them or we we treat their perspective as lesser than. So for me, I think that's probably my biggest part of just like online activism itself is like, who are we helping? Um, because like for me, I work for a development nonprofit. So a lot of my work is international development and in Africa and helping the people who live the poorest and rural lifestyles. But me helping them also understand that a lot of those people are either their criminals or some of them could be offenders or some of those people might live by a different moral standard than I have. Maybe they've said some things, maybe they've robbed people, maybe they've done whatever. But for me, because I'm helping everyone, I can't sit everyone down and go through the horrible things they've done in their life and pick and choose. Mm. Um, So I think that that's maybe a question just to pose and maybe we can kind of meditate on it and figure it out maybe Because I'm sure there are standards, but for me, it's just difficult to kind of do the picking and choosing thing. Because when you start to do a moral approach to your social activism, then we're getting into the moral picking and choosing that maybe some people who are not as progressive tend to do. Um, We get into respectability politics and we get into all kinds of different stuff. So. I think it's a topic maybe I'm going to also have to figure out, sit down and maybe get data on. It. But I think it's one for us to think about because you have this thing where he said, Rocky said this stupid thing um, and then come to find out he actually did financially give to Ferguson. And, um, mm-hmm. It was also five years ago, so I don't know how he feels in 2019. We all grow and mature and we, some things become personal for us. Maybe. Something happened to him and a family member and he changed his mindset. So I don't know. But I think it's a, a question we need to pose uh, in general. Um,
1: I am on the fence in many ways for many reasons. And those reasons are first and foremost. With the question of who are we helping? Uh, I guess my additional question would be who is helping at all? And are they? Hmm. So. Yeah, that's even better one. Personally, like, I don't believe necessarily in this whole social justice warrior concept and thing that's floating around, like, Facebook these days. Facebook, I'm sorry, Facebook and Twitter. Um, Because I've done actual activism. And I I mean, like, you know, feet to the ground, making sure people are fed, uh, you know, waging demonstrations for this or that. Like, I've done that um for years and so i don't consider those people social justice warriors unless they're some unless they're on the level of having an impact of like a um and i hate to say because he's so problematic or whatever but um like sean king Hmm. like if you're not going to be on that level Mm -hmm. then you're just bloviating which is what all human beings can and will and do (laughs) <laughs> you know like you're just talking there is no um, warrior component to it and this comes as a person who obviously I like to advocate or you know uh, through actual you know written and spoken communication but at the same time I just that that's not that is not a social justice warrior to me yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's and if it is, then your bar is set so embarrassingly low for what requires or to, to be considered to be an actual like warrior or activist or whatever. Like everybody's talking is not important. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bingo. And it's not doing anything for most people. You're just literally getting online all day, every day, you know, getting stuff off your chest which is fine, but please don't pretend or, you know, think to yourself for any one minute that it's really much had an impact on anyone.
0: And also it's,
1: it ain't fed, not one person. It's a bit of yourself <laughs> on a pedestal, man. When you just declare, right like everybody feels like we all have to individually be superstars and be important. At what point in our society did we get to that point where Everyone just
0: needs to be needed all the time. It's about the attention. And um, it goes back to even the moral high ground, which is like, I, I want a lot of people. It goes both ways, right? You got people who chase for clout and they'll do anything negative. But that's positive.
1: that's really what I mean. Like the yeah. whole needing to be named something important, yeah. not not necessarily need to be needed, because that's that's just part of the human condition. Everybody wants to be needed. Um but You know what I mean? Like, these people acting like, um, yeah, like they're actually doing something and you're not. Um, but to need to lift yourself up to that status of ego, just so, you know, you can feel like you're worth something, then that's a deeper question that we have to ask about what's going on in current society and current culture. Because that's crazy.
0: <laughs> and it ties us back to original Eva. I like this. I like this, the theme. We might have to keep doing stuff like that. But it ties us back to mm-hmm. the original, which is some people will say things and make bl- blanket statements. And they'll do it just because they know that there is an audience for them. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be factual. It can just, or it can be a feeling or an observation that's very general. Um, I, I didn't want to go here, but it's it's an it's it's example for me. So I'm just going to do it. Uh-oh. uh You know, there's been this whole thing with like people talking about Kamala Harris and I think um, I don't want to say the lady's name because I really don't like much of her stuff, but she was on MSNBC and she made like, you know, they were talking about how black men, let's say specifically, um, wouldn't aren't voting for Kamala because because now here's the reason they gave because she's in an interracial marriage. Lord. And that's the reason. Now, forget data. Right now, We wow. dive into data. They think we're that shallow,
1: no, or well, that me, ignorant.
0: We black men.
1: They think we're that ignorant. So
0: let me let me give you like some more facts behind this. So my issue with this is there is countless polling data. Now you might not understand this because a lot of social media would have you feel like black men are this white patriarchy partners, which that's a whole nother podcast. I would love to dive even get into how that's nonsense, but. Black men are actually one of the most progressive voting pools. We voted, we are right now in July twenty first nineteen. are Kamala's biggest voting, between especially I think it's in the non-white. We're the biggest right now. We are. There's more polling that says we vote for her than black women. Um, and it. in fact, it's interesting that people just say these talking points because they fit. they fit this this mold of what's popular online so it's interesting to me when people just say things because a they fit this like progressive social activist stance um but then they're just not factual and it kind of it saddens me (laughs) because it's like man there's so much that we could do if it wasn't just always trying to make sure, like, I get a cool, I get retweets mm-hmm. or I get favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this happens to all demographics, but me, being a Black man, you're going to hear a lot of Black men-specific, just like with Jess, you're going to hear a lot of Black women-specific uh, point of views on things. So um, it's just interesting, and it it's always disheartening, especially from progressives, because I am a progressive. My policy positions are mostly progressive. Um, so when I, especially when I see it from our side of the field, I expect it from conservatives, especially with the mess that's we have as in our executive branch. Jumpstaf. But it's just always sad <laughs> when I see the other side. And it fits to what I do for a living is helping the poorest of people. So then I think like, man, like the poorest of people come in all kinds of different backgrounds. And by by no means am I advocating for um people who've done horrible horrors that we need to just bend over backwards to do anything we can. What I'm saying is that you have, specifically let's talk about black people. Um, A lot of us come from families with instability and in poor neighborhoods. And many of my cousins have been to prison. And I'm sure some of yours have, and they come from different backgrounds. They've done certain things, but um, it's just for me, when we exclude, people, um, it just always doesn't really fit me right it doesn't feel right inside and then I begin to I begin to disregard your stance as a SJW <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I mean the fact that they even have a freaking uh, abbreviation or whatever you want to call it it's, I mean I know it's not um acronym because people always use that as a, a yeah. misnomer but I can't remember what the real world is so there it is but it's <laughs> SJW like get over yourselves, please you know I'm sorry you're not social justice workers just because you have an opinion and you post it yeah. <laughs> like you're just not and if you're feeling hot under the, and i'm not saying that there aren't people with influential voices there are but if what I just said got you hot under the collar and you have some type of insecurity about whether or not you actually are the SJW that you say you are, and that's an internal problem, and I'ma let you have it. And let me just go I'm back I'ma let you wear that. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> and let's just go back to the context thing. I, I'm gonna go back to this Kamala Harris thing. <laughs> <laughs> this lady. Yeah a majority of her professional career. Majority. Maybe, I don't know if it was majority, but a, a nice chunk of it in which she's basing her political uh, aspirations upon as, as a prosecutor, locking up disproportionately Black men and Black women. Mm-hmm. Both. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a, an eye on which gender, but we know that Black men are the highest uh, as far as incarceration goes, especially with um, Cases of social of uh, police in, uh, force mm-hmm. and injustice, but then you also have her laughing at truancy and black women specifically, and mm-hmm. parents getting arrested. So like, let's let's be honest. You know, sometimes I know we like to to troll or um, we might have a perspective or an opinion, but when it <laughs> comes to facts, let's um, you know let's be do, use due diligence. Mm-hmm. Um, But with that said, I'm not saying I wouldn't vote for Kamala if it came down to her and Cheeto. I'm just saying, Mm -hmm. let's let's, let's be factual. Let
1: me me be real real about um, my ability to put certain, even very important shit way to the damn side (laughs) for the need of the moment and the need of the many. I can't stand Kamala Harris or whatever. <laughs> I mean, as a candidate, I can't say I can't stand her as a person because I, I don't know lady. Oh,
0: and let's, but, can, we, can we just be clear before you even explain? We probably, I'm, I'm speaking for Jess, I'm sure she can post on, I'm not a fan of too many of them. Don't nah, I ain't no it. fan. First and foremost, <laughs> like, so like, let's out. just get into we it. We single like, her First
1: out. and foremost, I ain't gonna single her out because they're going <laughs> in. I'm sick and tired of, and I mean, I stay out of this stuff. So if something has come to my attention, please know and understand that it's that daggone serious. And so I'm getting sick and tired already. Like the, the, the campaign season just freaking started, man. And I'm already over it because every time there's anything to be said, discussed or displayed or anything like it looks like a freaking you know, where you select your characters on freaking Mortal <laughs> Kombat out here. You both boards, with both freaking boards. You know how, like, at the top, it's like the two or three rows of folks that you can unlock, mm-hmm. folks that you already got come and stop with the game, and then it's like that little symbol in the middle, and, and then at the bottom, it'll be another two or three rows of the characters that you have to unlock by doing certain things. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm getting tired of looking at a freaking game of um, Connect Four every time (laughs) they show the Democratic candidates. It's like two elections in a row y'all have proven that you just will not get over yourselves enough to get to the matter at hand and just be able to beat this guy. Like you can't just muster up enough chutzpah or whatever it is that you need to just make sure that y'all can hold it together just long enough that you cannot shoot yourself in the foot. I think that's what? that's really what I'm getting at. But it's because the last, the last election, they shot themselves in the foot. Everybody keep thinking like, oh yeah, no, Trump's base is just that big. And it is, but that's not even the point. No. The point is They shot themselves in the foot as a party. They took themselves out of the race. You know, Trump, Russians, or whoever else didn't have to do anything, really, because they literally self sacrificed themselves. Like, and it seems like they're on the fast track to do the same exact thing this time. Literally take themselves out of the race. It's ridiculous. Like, hold your shit, people. Hold the, it together.
0: The Democrats are notoriously complacent, but also there is a split in the party. I mean, you have uh, the more progressive side, and you have the more centered Democrats like Pelosi and Schumer, who are leading the Democratic Party. Um, <laughs>
1: I love Uncle Schumer, y'all. Yeah. He there.
0: <laughs> There's just, there's a split.
1: Um, oh, I get a kick out of him. Yeah, I mean... Sorry, guys, I'm still snacking.
0: <laughs> but, On fruit, no less. You know, there's just, like, this split, though. You have, like, especially amongst the four congresswomen who, uh, for me, I love dearly. <laughs> you have uh, Ocasio-Cortez, you have uh, Senator Omar, Presley, and Taib, and they're doing um, really awesome progressive work. And not only are they catching the... Um, catching flack from Trump and, the con- Trump and the conservatives, and you have uh, the chanting at Trump's uh, Klan rally of sending them back, specifically Senator, uh, uh, Representative, I'm sorry, Omar. Um, it's just interesting. So uh, not only is there the problem between Trump and the Republicans who tried to demonize these awesome uh, four women, you have Pelosi, who is also she's the head of the Democrats, but she takes her time out to critique them and to reduce their impact. When we know that they're doing some really great things, um, it's just really interesting. And it's like, hey, guys, like you said, they're you're hurting yourselves. You're only causing the a dip foot. <laughs> you're only causing great bizarre.
1: You're costing yourselves the freaking election, is what you do. <laughs> like you're taking yourself out of the race on your own. Like that's the part about it that I can't get, because the Republican Party, no matter what or no matter how self-destructive they may seem, at the end of the day, they are self-preservationists to the hilt. <laughs> like whatever it is, even you know, tapping and and using to their advantage this freaking orange colored despot <laughs> like you know just to further their their causes and just to I mean like under the radar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're doing it while we're all you know playing playing the you know sleight of hand game, watching uh El Cheeto over there. Uh, <laughs> while they're cool. doing that stuff over there. And it, it it's just crazy for me. They just will not they will not self-destruct <laughs> they will make sure they do whatever it is that they need to do to make sure that at least the party and the line survives period the democrats off. couldn't give a crap yeah. they're just all over themselves
0: yeah. but I, I we know that republicans all fall on you have lindsey Graham who called trump a, a racist and a bigot before now he's doing everything he said he can to defend them and, what they do is they have a goal and they're going to just fall in line Trump because they're scared of losing votes and it's interesting, you know, you have Trump who's a who's a complete idiot but he lost the popular votes by almost 3,000 votes and he has this power because he's stuck to his ignorance and he wants to make sure his um, the fringe of his party um, they get everything that they want but I'm going to say it again. have to say shout out to yeah. four congresswomen. Squad. <laughs> Ileana Omar, Ayana Presley, Squatter. Rashida Taeed, and Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Um, Squad. Progressive women of color. <laughs> and also, I like the fact that they're so blunt and they're very um, direct. You don't get that a lot um, in our politics. So shout out to the four of them. Shout
1: out. Shout um, out, shout out. Um, I actually wanted us to segue, well, how much time have we got?
0: We have actually, it's almost been an hour, we at 56 minutes.
1: Okay, so I think we should save the other topics for sure. another recording.
0: And they're definitely applicable to any other. <laughs>
1: yeah, I wanna, okay. I have to add something, like a little um, piece of what we just said, basically, mm-hmm. so that we can you know, like easily transition the segue mm-hmm. the next time. I don't know if you all are going to hear that part, but whatever. <laughs> we just started this thing, and we ain't got no shame. And just bear with us, okay? Like, we we going to get this together. You know, all things start off crappy at first, no and then they, 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 they warm up. They warm up to it. But we appreciate y'all for taking a ride with us. This has been a long time coming. We're going to have these conversations. We're going to talk about how we are and are not living harmoniously (laughs) (laughs) and we're going to talk about and everything won't be about criticism like some things will you know bring up dopeness that we think you should pay attention to oh for sure definitely Um, but yeah so we appreciate y'all for tuning in Um, we would appreciate if you continue to do so Uh, is there any way that we can tell them that they can send in comments or questions?
0: Yeah, you can, um, I mean, you can Instagram us. I'm at Shine Travis.
1: And on Instagram, I am at Earthen Star.
0: Yeah, and also we're going to have theblackocracy.com. I believe it is, if it's not, we'll tell you where (laughs) (laughs) to check us out there Uh, send comments um, stream, listen, download, all that good stuff for
1: Mm -hmm, sure mm -hmm. for sure sure. Um, yeah and like I said we'll just keep growing in this thing and appreciate y'all And so you know till the next boogie
0: we'll see y'all later (laughs) y'all we'll see y'all later (laughs) y'all peace out (laughs)